previously on Milkshakes and Mimosas. Andrew quizzes Jason about false Riverdale plot lines, Robert De Niro is put on blast, and the gang share their feelings about Mr. Honey. One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue. But the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine. Just fine, just, just fine. There's Jughead and Betty. And Dad's a serial killer serving some jail time. Jail time, jail, jail time. We got milkshakes at Pops. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crimes Some crimes, some, some crimes Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine Maybe damage, damn, damn, damage Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With Team Cheryl Who's Archie? Hello and welcome to another rockin' episode, in more ways than one, someone gets their head bashed in with a rock episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas, one of 2,000 podcasts devoted to the podcast and TV show Riverdale. Uh, We're devoted to our own podcast, uh, not someone else's. Uh, Joining us, as always, is Jason the jughead of our hearts. Hello, Jason. <laughs> um, listen, I just rushed home to do this podcast from bringing my children to like a children's program live um, production so that I could come here to talk about Archie Andrews' uh, erect penis. So, uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I didn't know when... that was a topic today, but I'm on. Isn't that always the topic? Uh, I mean, I think we're all on. Uh, Anyways, um, so uh, the other wonderful voice you heard is the Donna, the Betty, the Madonna Betty. Uh, That's just like the Madonna and child. It's the Madonna and Betty. Uh, Anyways, here's Valeska while I keep talking and she is going to tell me to redo it. I mean, that's not one of your best introductions, but I didn't hate it. I'm not mad. Wow. Wow, she's not mad. You know what? That's pretty good. Um, Now, guys, we're only covering one episode, Ides of March, this week. So I feel like there's a little bit of tension last week. Um, You know, there were some... Things were high. Things were said. Um, It may have seemed like things were not appreciated. Um, (laughs) So in order to make it up to you guys... Am I not supposed to be high for this podcast? Uh, ooh, well, I mean, you just talked Why about driving... Why would you do it not ch- high? You, you just spoke about driving your kids somewhere. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Just so you know, our legal advice, which is just an old rag in a shed, says don't do it. I think our lawyer will be on to yell at during I the I love that old podcast. rag. <laughs> that old rag's got me out of many as trouble. Anyways, okay. <clears throat> you say I don't appreciate your limericks. And you say, I talk slow all the time. <laughs> I feel like I'm being seduced right now. And I'm, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's basically. That I was, was it? Yeah. I could do the whole song. I could do the whole song if you want. I, I But do I just want. wanted to know. I feel like we that, should end the yeah. episode with that. Yeah, for sure. You can for sing sure. us out. I just guys, I guys usually know do this at the end of the that podcast. That I want you to stay. But do you know? I was just looking at the episode list. Do you know what episode seventy six's title is? Uh, no. 
can I tell you? Because I think this is going to make ever, your entire lives um, better. Yes. Which is which is really great considering I'm on a high off that that song. Um, is it epi- the resurrection of Jughead? Um, it's even better than that. Episode seventy six is entitled "Killing Mister Honey." Whoa! Yeah! And you're happy! Thank you, thank you, thank you! You're gonna die! Oh, little bitch! He dead! Okay, let's get into the episode. Let's stop, uh, you know, being all immature. Uh, We're talking about The Ides of March, which is, of course, a reference to the uh, classic Ryan Gosling film and no other event at all. Um, we're only talking about the Ryan Gosling one that people thought was going to get Oscar buzz. It didn't get any Oscar buzz. Nobody really liked it and nobody really talked about it even the month after it was released. But that's what this episode is based on. Is it really? Sounds like you loved it. Is it really about that movie? No, I don't oh. think so. I don't know. I don't know. Is I've it? never seen that movie. Oh. I've only watched the trailer. I've only seen the, the trailer and the poster where like half of the magazine cover was George mm-hmm. Clooney's face and half of it was... Ryan Gosling's, or did I just make well, that? Because I think George Clooney, no, I believe, right. yeah, George Clooney's in it, but I think he wrote and directed it as well. Oh well, he definitely didn't write and direct this episode. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe he did. Maybe he did. You know, maybe he did. I spoke too soon. Okay. Evan Kyle is uh, is uh, George Clooney's pen name. That's a fact. Oh wow! You just pulled out the writer. Um, normally, we don't mention the writers because we make fun of them a lot, and I don't want them to feel sad. Because, you know, we could be talking about any writer. We're talking about you. Um, so, okay, we're going to start the episode and we're going to talk about old Archiekins, okay? Because there are some very important things to get on to topic. What time in the morning does Archie get up? Jason. Are you asking Jason? Yes. <sighs> probably like, probably like 4.50. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. You are five minutes off. He gets up at five forty sorry, he gets up at four forty five AM to go to work at the uh the Archie's uh Andrew's construction to get that started. Okay, now Meth is he a hell come, of a drug. He shows up to the construction company with donuts. We see KJ Appa eat a donut. There's no way he's ever eaten a donut. We've seen KJ Apa shirtless more times than I can count. Um, and I can count pretty high. You know how many bread. calories you can burn by punching, though? I guess, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, he seems to eat a honey cruller. I think he eats a cruller, if I'm, uh, if I'm correct. Those are lower calories than most Yeah, the, cruller's yeah, a, the honey a ones are, that's like 300. Yeah. And yeah, he burns right. like 150 calories per punch. Okay. Okay. He just has to punch twice. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, while he's while he's trying to get Andrew's construction back in charge and back back up to business, somebody's mom is looking after the El Royale. Now, this character, the actual character, does not appear in this episode. And honestly, I don't think he's appeared in a few episodes since a football game. Uh, whose mama is looking after the El Royale? Jason. Moose? Moose? What the fuck? <laughs> Moose doesn't have a mom. Oh, Moose's mom is dead, I believe. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Moose just You're has asking an abusive me like I've dad. seen the show. I've never well, fucking seen the show. How would it's I obviously Monroe's mom, um, a.k.a. Okay. Uh, Mad Dog's mom. 
She's looking after the place. Oh, mad dog moose, some fucking animal. You know what I mean? My <laughs> God. You call yourself a super fan on Twitter. <laughs> Anyways. It's ironic. Uh, what college do you think? Oh, is it? Is it Valeska? Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? It really do. Are you going to sing that one? <laughs> a little bit ironic that Archie cannot apply to college because he doesn't have the grades. For once, the show does something realistic where Archie realizes he can't go to college. He can't apply because like, he goes to Mr. Honey and Mr. Honey's like, I'm Mr. Honey. And then he's talking to this ectoplasmic ooze uh, that is Mr. Honey. And uh, Mr. Honey tells him he can't graduate because he doesn't have enough credits. And he won't be able to walk with his classmates just because uh, Mr. Honey doesn't want it. But now something happens at the end of this episode that may guarantee he gets a 4.0 GPA. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, or that was a or that's a myth. I don't know. Anyways, oh my god, are they doing the like your roommate died so you get a 4.0 thing in this? Is that the I, they could. They could. They got to do something. Anyway, oh so Mr. God. Honey basically says like, hey, eat shit uh you cannot graduate you are a pos <laughs> so uh most of archie's uh plot line this episode is uh one he's working out at the gym obviously hiram shows up at the gym uh th- now this is hiram who as we as we now know he is uh having a congenitive uh muscle disease uh, something that's going to slowly deteriorate and he won't be as powerful uh, as he once was. Um, so he's now working out at Archie's gym to kind of keep his strength up and keep his game up. So I think Archie Hiram could afford a better gym, like one that doesn't house homeless children. That's right? literally what Archie says. That. Oh, yeah. Ar- <laughs> yeah, Archie's literally like, couldn't you like afford a better gym? And then, and then Hiram's response to that is like, but like, I've spent too much time in suits. I spent too much time with fancy stuff, okay? I'm fighting the oh, metaphorical Ivan Drago, which is a disease. So I have to be metaphorically uh, Rocky from Rocky <laughs> Four and train with classic things and not these newfangled technology. Um, also, it might, must be noted that as soon as Hiram does walk through the door with the metal detector, the metal detector goes off. RG does not bat an eye. So... He's just packing heat in there. I think he's just packing heat. I think oh, he's always packing heat. Well, I mean, oh, he's packing <laughs> heat. But uh, the 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 murder kind of heat. Oh, okay, okay. Not the love kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so he then decides to go. Uh, he's having trouble running uh, Andrew's construction and doing school and having the gym. And having the youth center, that's also the gym, but sometimes it's a gym, sometimes a youth center. Now it appears mm-hmm. to be a gym. Who mm-hmm. the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes and asks Hiram for business advice. Now, um, I don't know what gives anyone the idea that Hiram is a good businessman. Um, he, I mean, other than getting jailed in his own jail and now being the mayor somehow, I don't think he uh, is a great businessman. Uh, he doesn't ha- seem to have done any successful businesses, and every time he does get successful with the business, he's caught embezzling. No. He's, he's a white dude. He fails upward. That's what they do. He's not whoa. He's not a white dude. <laughs> oh, not whoa. He isn't. He's not a white dude. Veronica, all Cuban. They're all of Cuban descent. 
Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> okay, watch what you're gonna say there. <laughs> you're I, gonna... I was gonna say anything other than like I don't think the show really like I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen it, so I can't speculate. I can only speculate. Uh, yeah, they do kind of try to play on that a lot, but um, yeah, he's not white, but he is failing upwards, I guess. Okay. And he basically tells Archie like, "Hey, you gotta lose one of these businesses. You got too many." businesses you gotta get rid of one of them so then archie goes all right i guess i'll sell the construction place archie goes through all the efforts to sell the construction place he goes to sheriff keller ex sheriff keller kevin keller's dad mr keller who has a name i always forget it i think it's uh gerald no frank no hippopotamus Valeska, what rot did you say rodiger rodiger is it really no. Oh, okay. Do you remember his name? Um, I don't. I feel bad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's 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 fine because Archie. This does is not a professional give a podcast, about. ladies and gentlemen. This Archie... is a CGW backed podcast. <laughs> Archie clearly about. also doesn't give a shit about Mister Keller, who again seems like a very nice man. And uh, w- one of the people I work with actually grew up with uh, the actor who plays Mister Keller. Tom Keller. Uh, Tom Keller. And she speaks of the actor uh, way higher than Archie treats Tom, who has just been a very nice guy. So he goes to Tom. Tom Keller. He's sitting there in, in the booth with him. Now, keep in mind, he fired Tom as the as the foreman like two episodes ago and put in his corrupt like uncle. So he's already demoted this guy once. So he brings him into Pops because, again, that's only place people meet. It's the, the only one of the only places they have. Pops. Mm-hmm. He brings him in there. He sits him down. He goes, look, I'm going to sell Archie's construction. Sorry, Andrew's construction to some asshole named Vic. I don't know. Some Vic guy. I've never heard of him before. And I think we, we – uh, yeah, I don't think I have, but I'm sure he's been offhandedly mentioned. But, like, he's it's a boring plot line, so I don't know. But so he says, we're going to sell Andrew's construction, and then I'm going to give you a nice salaried position – at the El Royale running the community center and the gym. So Tom is like, man, that sounds great. Archie gets all the stuff together to sign and sell the business. With with Tom there. Tom Keller's there, and so is this Vic fella. He's about to sign the papers, and then he goes, nah, nah, I'm not selling. So he makes Tom the foreman Again, but at a reduced salary because it he can't afford to keep him on. And uh, Tom Keller is just getting the worst treatment in the world. No one cares. Not even the podcast. I mean, the rest of these people Frank in this podcast gone, don't I mean, care. <laughs> how does he not have the money for him? Because he was paying uh, both of true. them, right? Presumably. I would assume so. Although it sounds like the uh, soon that like the El Royale is going to start housing Tom Keller because he's going to be poor and homeless and destitute and have nothing to his name. I mean, one of his stepchildren left for New York. Uh, we've not seen who he's actually married to. They got married last season, but we've not seen the actress who played uh, Josie's mother uh, at all this uh, this Maybe season. He's so I don't poor believe he had to butcher her for meat. Well, 
Okay, um, going the Dahmer route. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, this is not the first time that cannibalism has shown up in Riverdale. No, no I think I think this is the very first time anyone here has mentioned cannibalism. No, I'm pretty sure there was some fetuses cannibalizing each other. No, I don't think so. Anyway, so uh, this is not the end of Archie's problems. Archie then gets detention. You know how he gets detention? <clears throat> he gets detention because of a scene that happens where... So we'll get into it in a second. But Veronica's plotline right now is Veronica is a drunk. Veronica is a drunk uh, because she's not dealing with her dad's uh, illness very well. Uh, so she's just smashed through like half of this episode. So she is uh, real sad. Um, but the scene in question, uh, actually gets perfectly encapsulated with one of our lines on Riverdale theater. So it's better to just hear exactly what happens from the mouth of old Senora Honeypot on Riverdale Masterpiece Theater. During a routine search, I found this flask of rum in your locker. Excuse me? Since when did Riverdale High become a fascist police state, Principal Mussolini? It is my responsibility to look after my students' well-being. <sighs> How do you think Barnard will react when they hear about this incident? The recruiter already saw me drinking at my speakeasy. They're not a bunch of prissy, power-tripping asshats. Jason, any uh, any inquiries, any thoughts about old Mr. Honey and his rum-drinking Yeah, I, I appreciate that ways? Veronica thinks that Mussolini was just, like, um, a teetotaler. Like, that's what, that's what his... That's what his... Uh, yeah, yeah, Mus- that's Mussolini, what, <laughs> like, he just went into, like, nurse lockers. Crimes was, you know, stop drinking. He was, yeah. you know... But that, is that not what happened with Mussolini? He was Elliot Ness, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Elliot Ness, <laughs> aka his surname Benito uh. Mussolini. He <laughs> he lived in the in America in the twenties. He like was really into bootlegging, and and he stopped Al Capone. Then he uh, changed his name to Benito Mussolini. Like, Mussolini. We need to put a stop. Well, we already used the Elliot Ness reference in the last episode on Hiram, so I guess she had to Fair reach. Enough. <sighs> yep, to famous teetotaler Benito Mussolini. <laughs> um, and and during this scene, uh, it looks like Mr. Honey is really gonna like lay the hate down on Veronica, and that's when Archie goes, "No, it was my from. I'm having a hard time, so I put it in my locker." And then Mr. Honey's all like, "Well, then I'm gonna call your mother." <laughs> And then, um... Sounds like a goblin. Uh, Archie... Archie... Archie gets, uh, gets the tension from the Cheddar Goblin. And, uh, has to... <laughs> and has to go to the only teacher in, in the school that they trust to do detention with kids. Because, again, he is the paragon of virtue. Dr. Beaker Bench runs, um, Yes. We don't get to see he him. He runs. We don't get what? to see him. We don't get to see him, but he's running the he's running the we detention. We still stand. So. We still stand. Um, and then that's kind of the end of the main Archie plotline. Archie gets into some sexing, but we'll get into that in a bit later. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, that shouldn't surprise. So okay, so it's probably easiest to go to um, Veronica next because Veronica and Ju- uh, Veronica and Archie's kind of combine, uh, and that's where we will also get our Cheryl and Tony because like they're all kind of intertwined in this episode a little bit. And then uh, Betty and Jughead kind of have this like the same stuff going on. Like Betty has a few scenes without Jughead, but. As a whole, their plot lines are pretty in sync, so it's probably pretty easy to just go back and forth with them. Um, so basically, Veronica is uh, um, try. She, it starts where she tries to help her dad with coffee because he spills coffee, and he she goes to like, you know, clean up the coffee and help him. Oh, because he's because he's got um, Ivan Drago disease. Is that... Yeah, yeah, because he's been oh. using uh, technology for too long uh, and isn't out there. Uh, oh you shit. Know, as soon as Polly got that robot, um, you know, everything really went downhill. Uh, Polly being Betty's sister that has a robot. Ella, Rocky Four. Oh, he gets a robot? He gets no, a robot? Nobody gets a robot. I just oh. wanted to make a Rocky Four reference. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's for all of those uh, hip young kids in the crowd who are big Rocky Four stands. Like, what a crazy fucking thing to happen in a Rocky film. Like, hey, I bought you a robot. And then there's just that <laughs> robot in that fucking film. There's just a robot in Rocky IV. And, a uh, robot do... waiter. Polly does fall in love with that robot, by the way. And he falls in love with it. I can't tell if you're making oh, it No, that's a fact. No, that that's a fact. The world. That's a fact. He, like, he pretty much goes, I teach the robot to be sassy. Polly put his penis in a robot in Rocky IV. Did you see it happen? Uh, no. In my mind, yes. <laughs> Many well, times. I don't know if you've read my version of the Baxter Brothers, but uh, let it's me say, Polly. <laughs> it's a Rocky Horror fanfic. Uh, yeah, so anyways, so she goes to help him. Uh, he goes, no, don't help me. And then her, the way that she responds to this being uh, rebuked help, she goes, fine, and I'll never help you again. I hate you so much. Now, this is where... Uh, we're going to enter Corrections Corner. Um, Baleska, can you please get out the shame, the shame bell, and shame me for my incorrect information last time? I actually episode. can. Hold on a oh. second. Shame. Yeah, I'm a cat now. Shame. Are you going to explain? You're not, you're not going to go for three. You know, you know, comedy works in you're supposed to say it three times. You said shame oh. twice. Shame. <laughs> Does that count as a third, or is that a f- no, no? That counted as a th- oh, okay, okay. Uh, that counted as a third. I was waiting for Valeska to describe. She just oh, decided okay, to ring so the bell. He got really excited about the fact that um, Veronica and Archie boned in the music room, and it actually happened in this episode, not in the last episode, where he was so eager. Oh, to Oh, you spoiled that shit for pe- for the three people who listened to the last episode. Because I was listening to him describe it, and I was like, I don't remember this happening, but maybe I just, like, mm. wasn't paying attention because it was an Archie plot line. Wow. That's uh, that's some shame. But, yeah, so she's kind of trying to deal with her uh, her life by going excess. So she's all about the excess right now. Mm. She's really trying to kind of go crazy. And also, uh, I'll have you know, Jason, we had eight plays and eight downloads oh, nice. last episode. Nice. So... That's actually pretty low. We usually get like 20. Anyways, I'm sad now. Um, 
it's fine we're all still everything is always being beat by the five feet apart episode which is like our most popular thing we've ever recorded you Um, motherfuckers better start listening to these episodes my children need to eat okay (laughs) yeah yeah you're starving my children you're taking food out of my children's mouth by not listening to this yeah and and, and all the money that we earn will obviously go to jason who does the most amount of prep work for the podcast (laughs) so (laughs) we're definitely like we're doing it like true blue riverdale fashion we valeska and i have been poisoned money no longer means anything to us because we have the enrichment of riverdale so Mm. the only one of us that really exists in the capitalist lifestyle um is jason so that's some american yeah 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 exactly you're an american and nothing's wrong with your system it's all great uh so uh, other ways that uh veronica is dealing with this super dancing drinking um that's about it she's dancing and drinking that's what she does but this is where the Cheryl and Tony plotline uh, intercedes. Oh. Cheryl and Tony do not get much to do in this episode. Basically what happens is Hermosa shows up in the worst wig. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm pretty Veronica's sure was worse. the wig. No, I'm pretty sure it is Veronica's wig. I think they got the same the wig totally that Veronica wig. used in a prior episode and did a haircut on it. Maybe. It. It's a Wait, bad. So wig. she's like supposed to be in a wig, or is she yes. like in a wig in the show, or is she like she's she's in a wig in the show. Oh, so oh. she is going incognito. Yeah, she's, she's trying undercover to like, boss. Yeah, well, no, she's not the boss. She is trying to. Well, I know that. Hermosa is trying to uh, get the where the secret rum base is, so that Hiram can then hmm. break it and like ruin it. So, uh, so she's she's pulling a plankton. Is what you're trying to tell me. Yes. Wow. You know what? Uh, that's for the actual young kids in the thing. Oh, wait. No, it's not. It's still a, like a nearly 20-year-old reference. SpongeBob. Exactly. SpongeBob is probably since like 1973, I think. So, you know. <laughs> what? It's 1973? What do you think? Like there's some old Hanna-Barbera cartoon that like has two cells of animation that is like original uh, SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. SpongeBob, we've got to listen to the Bee Gees and get out of here. Uh-huh. Wop, 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 wop. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so she's kind of trying to steal the recipe. Uh, but, I don't know, Tony, Tony has read a newspaper, and the newspaper clearly has Hermosa's face on it. And she's just like, yeah, dude, like, you are the, the daughter of the mayor. Everyone knows who the fuck you are. Like, why did you think that this terrible wig would you know do anything but before that happens like they have some dancing there's some dancing that happens well, we kind of like get the then... idea that maybe tony's gonna cheat on cheryl with hermosa is that well, is, was... did you think that well, i mean that's what they're trying think... to like lead us to believe oh i mean like uh, maybe uh sorry riverdale writers uh, i didn't believe that for a second i was like oh she's playing Shoney this girl forever. tony would Tony forever. Shoney is never going to die. Well, that's because George Clooney wrote this episode, so, you know. Ah, uh, uh, yes. And he brings, uh, and that's when they bring Hermosa down to the new chair. <laughs> uh, the sex chair from Burn After Reading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, what a joke, Andrew. You're killing it this episode. I love it. It was sweet. <laughs> Anyway, so that gets found out. Uh, and then um, 
Archie, they have the scene with Mr. Honey, and then Archie kind of confronts Veronica, where he's like, what is up with you lately? Like, you are cuckoo bananas. Like, you go in crazy town banana pants. Like, everything's going bonkers. Like, what is the deal with you? And then she tells him about, you know, about Hiram. And then, uh, much like, um, you know, Mickey would say to Rocky, um, she, uh, Archie inspires her to inspire her dad by being like super aggro about the rum recipes. So she, so that he has to like combat her by like Uh using all of his strength and power as a human. So that he feels the willingness of life. He literally tells her that she's he... woken the dragon. And she's going to yeah, be no, at first. He does well, not. So, okay. He does not. Well, I, I was very worried he was going to take his shirt off and, like, turn around. And he's like, <laughs> I'm the great red dragon. And this is the, my becoming. Veronica Lodge, I shall feast upon your flesh. Here's Archie in the sex room. Do you see? <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> Here's a flying incest baby. Do you see? Uh, Fetus uh, cannibal baby. Do, do you, you see? see? Do you see? Here's uh, a rocket ship. Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> I could do that all night. Uh, I'm sure you could. Uh, this scene is kind of great because uh, Veronica seemingly just wakes up in the morning. Again, I don't know what Veronica Lodge has for hangovers because she should have a massive hangover, but she is like on it. She like comes out of her room with like a sign easel and like a big sign that has their marketing plans on it. She does like a marketing presentation at the breakfast table to her family. And she puts on (laughs) glasses. She puts on glasses even like she's not fucking around. She brings up glasses. The graphics were gorgeous. She must have put a lot of work into that. She must have put a lot of work into that, and we learned some very interesting information, uh, like the fact that Thistle House has apparently uh, been completely renovated to be a rum factory now. I thought they were, I thought they were renovating the like the actual maple syrup factory, not Thistle House. I thought, I thought she said the, I thought they were talking about Thistle House as being because um, they don't manufacture renovated. the maple syrup there. Where do they? I thought that's what they did. Because doesn't she say we literally have a basement? We're oh, really bad at this. Oh, wait a minute. She's... What? <laughs> what? What? Where is she doing the rum? Where is she making the rum? I assume Boston? they have a factory. Educate. What? What? You assume they have a factory. I thought you were saying I was really bad at this and you were insulting my thing. I don't believe they have a factory. We'll find out when never because they're never going to pay for a factory. <laughs> They're never going to pay to have a shot at the factory. I thought they were doing it all at Thistle House. In the chapel? I thought there was nothing going on. In the corpse chapel? Yeah. Well, like, wasn't Thistle House already, like, a manufacturer? Like, there was all the maple syrup manufactured Mm. at Thistle House because they had all the maple trees and stuff. So I just assumed they then just started putting rum in there. Formaldehyde's the secret ingredient. They just have Julian in the back just, like, pouring it into bottles and capping it. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, hey, hey, I'm on. better than the boy Brahms too. Ha ha! Look at me poor. <laughs> Are you okay, Jason? You sounded like you were about to she die. Loves Julian. I love Julian. Everyone loves Julian. Best character. No. Everyone loves Julian. Uh, anyway, so her alcoholism is cured, and then she's like boning, boning um, Archie. Uh, Archie. 
Yep. <laughs> Jarchi. Jarchi, which Jarchi. is Jughead and Archie. Uh, it's a crazy night. No, uh, it's just uh, Archie. They bone. They bone some more. They decide they want to go to a party and bone in the woods. Mm. That's pretty much okay. their whole plot line. The party is... Well, actually, uh, they don't say they want to bone in the woods. They say they want to make it in the woods. Because that's make what the it? teenagers say. Make it? Hey, really? Dave, you want to go make it in these woods? I think you got some shiny magingas. like, when's the last time we made it in these woods? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, hey, I know we've been to the bunker, but let's splice it up and be right at the outskirts of the bunker. <laughs> now, <laughs> up against the bunker. Oh, up against the gross bunker. Do you think they went back to the bunker and were like, wow, it looks like some, like, 50-year-old woman was living here. Like, what <laughs> the hell happened? <laughs> like, how does it look even worse? <laughs> she clearly tried to use too many candles to, like, get out the smell and then burn half the place <laughs> down. Oh, Penelope. Oh, Penelope. Who, again, is now just working at the, the, the speakeasy. No, at so. the Maple Club. Oh, I guess it's a ma- maple club. It's not a speakeasy anymore. It's- oh, yes. It's the boudoir. No, just kidding. <laughs> Don't kill oh, me. Oh, let's not get back on that. No more Let's French. not get back on that. Okay? See? Wait, that doesn't mean... <laughs> Anyways. Uh... <laughs> um... <laughs> Jughead, why don't we just go make some whoopee in the woods? Oh, my God. Well, Jughead does go into the woods, and there is some whoopsies happening, but we'll get into that soon. So Jughead, um, you know, he's called to old Mr. Turtle's office, uh, Mr. DuPont, for those who actually watch the show. Uh, He's called to his office, and he's like, yeah, dude, you have to give me a book by March 15th because your last book was other shit. Nobody liked the brown hood, um, so get me something that's good and write me a book. Quill oh yeah, skull. oh yeah. He's kicked out of Skull, Quill, and Skull, Skull and Quill, Quill and Skull. Why was he kicked Squill. out? Uh, because Betty broke in and tried to steal the sex tapes. Um, no, oh, I forgot about the sex tapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, so embarrassing. All on for... VHS, by the way. <laughs> uh, remember when this show had a cachet thing going on? Yeah, I was on? thinking about that. I was I'm... like, why didn't they just deliver all the sex tapes to people's doors? I remember yeah. when I was in high school, and it was so embarrassing that it got out. It would get out that I had proof that I was able to. To have sex in high school is so embarrassing. Well, it's different for girls. <laughs> Which is exactly what well, yeah, they get but, into okay. in the uh, plot line. Brad no, actually okay. says okay. to Jughead, it's not going to do anything to you, but it'll ruin Betty, so you have to make a choice. Why would it ruin Betty? Um, you know, patriarchy. Yeah. Slut shaming? Yeah. Is, that, is that what? Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. That's what the goal. Okay. Yeah, which, uh, if we all recall, the show did a in, really great job uh, tackling slut shame issues in season one. <laughs> I mean, this is Riverdale. Everybody's fucking. Ah. Except for yeah, Mr. but that Beaker was a very bench. bad episode. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> Mr. Beakerbench. Mr. Beakerbench is getting it wet. With whom? He's not fucking any children. Whoever he wants. Whoever he wants. <laughs> okay, so Jughead has to write another book by Friday in order to uh, stay in the Baxter Brothers contract. Uh, so he calls over. Now, uh, Jason, do you remember the Nancy Drew analog in this universe? Um, sort Tracy of, yes. Drew? What is it? Sorry. Sorry. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I uh, knew it was Drew. I knew, I knew it was something. Re- it was just the name was the first name was different. Right? A true. It's Tracy True. Tracy True. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's uh really fucking. That's annoying. fucking way worse than I remembered it was. Yeah, it's bad. But <laughs> Jughead bad. basically like calls Betty and he's like, "I need my real life Tracy True over to help me finish this Which book." Which is sweet. Uh, I mean, like, I guess, <laughs> I guess. well i'm glad um so they jughead i feel like i feel like that's just valeska's thing is like come over and help me finish this book and she's like i'm in i'm gonna solve all the mysteries (laughs) in connecticut and eat a lot of pizza right yeah yeah as we've uh discovered uh the betty and jughead relationship is just um Valeska's secret uh, fantasy. It's not much of a oh, secret, but yeah. um, it's just so many diaries written about it. Um, uh, excuse <laughs> me, live journals. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> so they they decide, oh, what's the best thing to write about? Write about what you know. Why don't we write about everything that's been happening at the school? Now, what type of thriller... Do you think Jughead calls this book that he's going to write about his experiences? I have a follow-up question once you've answered that one. Erotic thriller? No, a prep school thriller. Oh. Okay, no, what okay. do you think the Jughead uh, names the character who is based on himself in this book? Oh, God. He probably he probably names it like Fork Knife, like something like that. Fork Knife. <laughs> like You are incorrect, Fork. Jason. You go. Uh probably some stupid fucking literary reference. Um <laughs> he probably calls himself Lovecraft. I was gonna he's say like, yes. He's like, I am the uh, studious Lovecraft. Um, the working the writer of the working man and totally does not uh super fucking racist if you look at the least bit. HP Cupface. I'm gonna say HP Cupface. Okay, so he could have called himself Jeremy or Kellen or David. He calls himself Jarhead. Jarhead? <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Jarhead. They call him Jarhead. Uh-huh. That's like yeah. a pejorative for like yeah, Marines. <laughs> yeah. It is. Why? So, why? Jughead's yeah. like the least uh, militant uh, first character of all, in the show, can probably. Punch right? someone out with one punch. So that's true. Fair enough. Fair okay, enough. but He's... again, this is uh, Brett we're talking about, who is Glass Joe from um, you know, the original Punch Out, of course. <laughs> oh, I God. miss that game. Me too. Delightful. So, for some reason. Um, Jughead is sharing the chapters of the book as he writes it to all of his students and Mr. DuPont, which to me makes zero sense because like last, last episode he was like doing it. Like he was pitching to a council. Now he's pitching to a bunch of like teenagers and one turtle ass teacher. Um, and none of them are impressed by the way. They're not impressed. Well, Jughead seems pretty sure Um, that they're impressed. He's all like, admit you guys, you're just like, on the edge of your seat waiting to hear what I come up with next. Yes, because Jughead's a yeah. narcissist. <laughs> He's just like, 
you know this is great, okay? I don't need to see your uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating for me, okay? <laughs> not that great. We heard quite a bit of it. <laughs> I'd give it a pass. Wow. So you're telling me if Jughead called you right now and was like, come help me finish my book, you'd be like, eh, pass. I mean, I know what happens to him in the next couple of scenes, so yes, I would pass on it. Cool. I would not, because I know what happens to him in a couple of scenes, so I would definitely like to be there. <laughs> nice. Ah, nice. Uh, yeah. So, basically, uh, DuPont is not impressed. None of his classmates are, are impressed. Brett says some dumb, quippy lines. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, they get drawn back into a meeting. Again, Mr. DuPont, uh, after class has ended, they're all called for an emergency meeting. Now, again, the event in question... The meeting that happens, that is all the students are called to the to Mr. DuPont's office. Again, they have like two rooms they can use in some old-ass building, uh, and that's what they call his office. Or it's the classroom, and the classroom, whatever. It's whatever the fuck. They bring him there. Mr. DuPont talks about there being accusations of plagiarism <gasps> to Jughead has <gasps> plagiarized Joey, I believe. Is Joey the character's name? Joey from Friends? Uh, no, he's oh. he's not that uh, homophobic. So uh, <laughs> it might be something that starts with a J. Could I be any more preppy? Um, I I don't know if I made a friends reference. That was Chandler. Oh, I don't know. I don't know those characters very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem stupid. Um, <laughs> and I take I, <laughs> I take on friends. <laughs> I take on friends. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. He's stupid. I miss you, honey. Also, Chandler. Um, yeah, so, again, I don't know why everyone is here. If there is a accusation of plagiarism, you bring in the accuser and the accused. You don't bring everyone in the fucking school yeah. there. Were they having a tribunal? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Because that's what he says next. He says, you're going to have to come up with a defense and come up with a tribunal and defend yourself in front of the headmaster and all of his, like, some little dinky dudes. And again, for some reason, uh, Donna and um, Brett will be at this hearing, which they should have no business of being. Now, um, there, the accusation is the one, the story that he wrote that got him into Yale was a forgery and was fake because he plagiarized it from another student. And the student says, hey, I have uh, evidence on my laptop that I wrote it two months ago. And then he mm-hmm. goes, well, on my laptop, I have... <gasps> and then he realizes that Brett gave him a new laptop and his old laptop is missing. What is going on? So now it's up to uh, FP Betty and Jughead to figure out a way to defend Jughead at said trial. Um, Betty comes up with some interesting ways to solve the problem. So um, Brett is the Brutus in this Ides of March allegory? Sure. I don't know. Is is Brutus... Is Brett Jughead's best friend? No, I don't understand. Really no, this is bullshit. This whole thing falls apart. I'm done with it. But continue. Mr. Honey dies in a few episodes, so it's great. Okay, yeah. Uh, There's no flaws in this show. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) So... She brings in a lie detector for some reason. 
and uh, it it leads to a very interesting exchange that uh, blends white right well into our next iteration of Riverdale Masterpiece Theater. Here we go. Mm. I hate to break it to you, sweetie, but this isn't going to prove Jughead's innocence. You think I don't know that, bitch? This lie detector test is only the beginning. Once we're done with all of you one percenters, none of you will be left standing. Now, mimoshers, or milkshakers, or milkosas, uh, whatever we're calling our we'll two listeners, that. we can workshop that. Milkshakers does not sound <laughs> does sound appropriate even for this podcast. I like mimosers. Okay, milk <laughs> mimosers. Mimosers. The Mimosers um, Mimoserites? may remember uh, there was a previous line reading where uh, Valeska also delivered a Betty line that involved the word bitch in it. So this is a callback. It was bitch-tastic? It was bitchin'? It was, it was a, well, that's uh, that's a real way of saying things because no one actually says a bitch-tastrophe or a <laughs> bitch or a uh, bitch and a miss. I don't know. No, I meant a bitch catastrophe. <laughs> bitch catastrophe. The greatest of all achievements. So this is when uh, we really start to kind of unravel um, something that has kind of been bubbling under the surface, and that is the greatest villain at Stonewall Prep is not Brett or Mister Turtle Dupont or a league of shadowy gentlemen who are controlling the world in some Illuminati-esque way, lady. but really they're only writing... Yeah, and one lady. My apologies. Thank you. Um, the Illuminati's um, are uh, controlling everything uh, from behind the scenes. Uh, we find out that Donna is the true villain dun, this dun, season. Dun. Because Donna is a bad bitch. Mm, don't Donna, you think I know that bitch? Donna and Betty have three one-on-one scenes in this episode, and like it, it's clearly escalating. Uh, the last one es- escalate, es- escalate. Quato. Uh, sorry, I'm having a mental Not breakdown. Not Donna, sweet. You look that up. <laughs> you look that up because I didn't know Donna Sweet was her name until today. So I didn't even reveal that episode. That's that her last name? Yeah. 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 Donna yeah. Sweet. Wow. With like, with with two E's and two T's. That's. So it's really Donna Sweet. Yeah, pretty much. Shaking pretty my much. head right now. I just, I can't. S- Please go on. Shake <laughs> my head. SMH. Smith. Smith. So what do you think about uh, these three scenes together, um, Valeska? And, and and how would you rank their interactions here? Like there's a three. I want you to rank them in terms of Donna winning and Betty winning. So who wins each First encounter? First I want to preface this by saying opinion. I might be falling in love with Donna. Okay. Okay. I don't know. She just has like an energy Intriguing. to her in this episode that I'm just like drawn to. And I feel like she kind of okay, like maybe so, wins each of them. So what we're saying is, Valeska, you uh, are not the Mr. Beaker of this podcast. <laughs> well, she's 25. <laughs> you 
you only know that because I mm. looked it up. Because <laughs> I was like, I had a feeling you were going to say that on here, and I was like, if this is against the law, I will have to you edit this out. You did not have that feeling. <laughs> what I did too, you literally said it. Anyway, I think she mostly wins the um, exchanges. I feel like it's close, though. Betty doesn't back down. Yeah. Would you say it's almost like a a duel between two titans? Well, we all know that duels come in sets of three, so yes. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is um, Donna is now Ivan Drago and Betty <laughs> is Rocky Balboa. Um, oh, shit. We're bringing it all all the way back. Who's the robot? Um, although it might be better to say that Betty is Apollo Creed because uh, she ain't making yeah. well at this last <laughs> situation. So we get to the we'll get to that one soon. But it, it's a very interesting. They have. I, two... I have a feeling Jughead is Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> In the scenario, I must plot device you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we get to the scene where they're finally having their tribunal. Um, Jughead just leaves. They give the option to Jughead. They're like, hey, Jughead. <laughs> he just leaves. His- well, okay, so I guess I s- totally skipped a scene where Brett goes, hey, if you don't leave, I'm going to release the sex tape of you and Betty. Uh, but- so release it. Release yeah. It. I mean, again, like in, in real life, that would be an issue. But like in Riverdale life, you could be right. like, yeah, Jughead, uh, you boned um betty and betty boned you and everyone's boning everybody uh this is the bone zone uh i don't think anyone would care i mean is it re- i mean i understand if you're like a normal human being but these are gorgeous people like i don't think it's even really an issue would be an issue for them in real life i think you underestimate how shitty men yeah. are uh mm. i'm Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, sorry, Jason. Did you just say not all men? Uh, no, no, no. I did not say that. That's not what I said. I'm, I'm just saying that basically Kim Kardashian built an entire career on a sex tape. I think it's possible. When you look that attractive, I think you could build a. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. You today. say some super controversial things. <laughs> And the podcast is getting canceled right now. That should be our new. Are you guys prepared to be canceled? (laughs) (laughs) I made a disparaging comment against Cuban Americans, and um, you know, I'm I'm canceled after this episode. It's fine. Uh, Again, uh, I don't think any of our five listeners have canceling abilities. So I think no, they may. You know, they may. It's true. so instead of going through the trial, Jughead leaves, and Jughead's like, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing this. I'm leaving Stonewall Prep." Because they give him the option. They're like, "Hey, we can like make you have like a terrible record. We can do this publicly and be like, F you, Jughead Jones, plagiarized, blah blah blah.' Uh, or you can just leave now, uh, which is better than you deserve, is what Mister Japon says. Um, so he leaves, and then FP is really disappointed because he's like, "Boy." What's going on here? This sucks. I'm Skeet Ulrich, and I'm going to be off the show soon, so I'm mad. Ah, um, oh, man, what's well, shitty? Yeah, that came that came up in the news. He's going to be gone soon, which is sad. That sucks. Which Moment is of sad. silence for FP. Uh, yeah. Uh, I did the uh, kissing my hands and then doing that uh, Hunger Games thing, that Hunger Games symbol. I don't... <laughs> 
I don't remember what it means. It's been a long time since I watched that movie. The Mockingjay symbol? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. FP, Rue, same character, really. Um, so, <laughs> uh, then, uh, they're packing. Jughead and Betty are packing and getting all their stuff out. When who rocks in but Donna and Brett, the bad tag team from Ooh. Badsville. And they're here to be bad and invite them to a party. How? It's the Ides of March Bash they... in the woods. Yeah, the Ides of March Bash, which, again, I can't imagine something I would less like to attend to. Oh, okay, for a moment, there's a brief moment now. I have to talk about something before we go too far in. So there's a scene where Betty and Donna have a meeting at Pops, which is very confrontational. But I would like to, again, discuss the logistics of where Stonewall Prep is. Because Stonewall Prep, Betty has to, in the Ice Storm episode, has to take a train to get to Stonewall Prep. So Stonewall Prep is not close to Riverdale. They have to at least, it's got to be at least an hour away. Or maybe 45 minutes or something. Or maybe there's an amazing uh, tram system in Riverdale, which I fucking doubt it. Um, So Donna goes all the way from Stonewall Prep to Riverdale to go do some one, like to do two sassy lines, not even drink her milkshake and leave. (laughs) She just takes like the she takes some like some of the whipped cream off of uh off of the milkshake like she goes like to dip and like dips her fingers in the whipped cream and then goes because she like licks it uh which is again not how licking sounds but hey anyways um so anyways I just want to point that out Valeska do you have any comments about that uh I was just looking up a picture of the Jughead rabbit mask to show Jason when we get to that part I'm gonna throw it into the chat so. The <sighs> rabbit mask. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll see and you'll hear. Um, what? So this party is happening. Betty. This is when Betty decides to invite uh, Archie and Veronica. They go off to the woods to do their boning, or as it was, get it on in the make fo- it. foliage. Make it in the foliage. Make it. Make it. <laughs> make it in the foliage. <laughs> make it in the. Oh God, that's uh, which disgusting. again will be our first shirt. Uh, I hope <laughs> you guys are all looking forward to the first milkshakes and mimosas uh, public. I'm tees, not wearing that. Um, which just <laughs> says, uh, "Making it in the woods uh, since 2018." Uh, Making it in the foliage. the foliage. Making it in the foliage since 2018. Milkshakes and mimosas. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. But anyway, so that's when they show up. But like literally they like Veronica and Archie show up at the party and then just go off to bang. They left their they bed. Don't have anything. They left their bed that they were in to go into the foliage. Which again, it was implied that they had just done it. Like it was like it was it was implied in their bed was post coital. So then they went out in the woods God. and coitled again. Maybe, oh, maybe one of them was just foreplay. Maybe Archie is very generous. Please stop using that word. What? Foreplay or coital? (laughs) Foliage. Foliage and coitled. (laughs) Please stop saying that. (laughs) It's a real coital situation. So this is when we have uh, Jughead shows up to the Ides of March um, bash. bash, It actually looks like a great bash. Is that a thing? To be fair. Is that a thing? It is in Riverdale. uh, What? Ides of Marsh bashes? That doesn't yes. exist. How the fuck? Okay, one. 
you are asking, okay, all three of us right now, we're on a Riverdale podcast. <laughs> we're adults. We're not cool enough to know if Ides of March parties are a There's thing. There's not kids getting together to do have an okay, Ides of March party. The, the... No, no, we don't need to get a Zoomer on here because you not want to go to jail. <laughs> okay. Brought up on obscenity charges. Here's so my the party. Here's my. Here's my 13-year-old <laughs> so to describe to us the Ides of March parties that they have. Yeah, so they go to the party. So I, now Jughead is walking up with a rabbit mask in his hands, and he's got the South Side Serpents. Wait a minute. So the Ides of March party is a costume party? It sort kind of. of is because, uh, like, you see that uh, Brett is in a toga. What is going on? Brett is in, in like, to- a toga. He's in, like, a toga costume. What? Um some other guy is in a suit. Um, and what is going on? Donna didn't wear anything different than her normal. She's, oh, I thought she was naked. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is naked. quite a party. Ultimate power move. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she is. Uh, she's just there. So I guess Archie got uh, Archie and Veronica seem to be kind of dressed up in something like vaguely medieval. Like it seems like uh, Veronica was like. Hey, remember when we were all evil D&D people last year? Yeah, like, I think in my closet I have, like, some stupid nerd robe, so we can just throw that on um, while we uh, coitally, foily, foilage uh, it up. Um, and he goes, okay. Uh, but Betty does not seem to be wearing a costume. Betty has been wearing the same outfit for the whole episode. Uh, but anyway, so he shows up with the mask. He throws on the mask, and it's basically like, hey, we've got some business to attend okay, to. Hey, I'm throwing the you. picture into the chat. I want to hear Jason's reaction. Yes, I need to see this. I do like how <laughs> the JPEG wait, wait, wait. is the Ides of March rabbit. <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> is this... Is... <laughs> What is gonna, this? First of all, why does I'm this throwing one more picture in? Why is this? Why does this rabbit have a gash on its head? Are we is this was this rabbit attacked with a butcher knife? What is? Uh, yeah. So the image she posted was uh, the toga that Brett is wearing uh, as he looks into the bunny man's <laughs> eyes and says, "The bunny and I have some unfinished business." Why is he wearing that mask? It's is not he, explained. Is he? It's is not he going one, to? Is he going to be an extra on your next right after this? Is that, now I believe it has to do with some pagan ritual because that's the only reason I can surmise as to why he would wear it and how. What well, it's also to the him. mask that um, Brett Weston Wallace wore when he was threatening him during the ice storm. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. And I think I think that mask is the one that got hit mm. in the face with a golf club. So maybe that's why the gash Sen- is there. Hence the gash on this. Maybe. Head. Maybe. I mean, I've so, read that Shakespearean play a few times, and I'm pretty certain there were no rabbit people in it. For Dolph could be thine rabbit cometh upon thee. <laughs> Hark! I bite Doth my rabbit, thumb. and I have business that are unfinished. I bite my thumb at the rabbit. <laughs> Uh, and they have a heated heated discussion. In it's two rabbits. <laughs> it's two hoppykins. <laughs> um, now we don't actually see what happens at their meeting. 
because the next time we see Jughead, he's not in a great shape. So we don't know what happened during this meeting. Um, now, this could have been a Romeo and Juliet thing where he gives him, like, they kiss, he gives him poison so Jughead can fake his death. Maybe. We'll see. Anyways, well, the more important situation is Donna and Betty have a confrontation in the woods. Oh. And this one, Donna definitely wins. And you know so what the you know what the competition Donna. Yeah, I was about to say you know what the competition is? Being the stupidest fucking plot device on this show. <laughs> now, we have gone through a lot with this show. That's uh quite a oh, wait till you hear We've it. seen we've seen rivers punched, we've seen incest babies fly. You know, we've seen Mr. Honey, this gelatinous pile of goo, apparently run a high a high school as a principal. We've seen um, people attempt to take rocket ships to escape ro- a cult. We've seen uh, rocket ships. Uh, by the way, uh, I did create you in The Sims, Jason, uh, and I kept try. I made you an amateur rocketeer to try and kill you in the same way that uh, that. <laughs> uh, that our dear friend Chad Michael Murray uh, dies in that episode. Um, you wouldn't die. You crashed the uh, rocket ship many times uh, once you even made love in the rocket <laughs> ship. Um, of course. And then you died of old age and your wife left you uh, as a ghost. Well, they did, like, uh, anyways, they did back to the while episode. he was a ghost at one point. They did, they did, but then I made his wife become best friends with someone else, and uh, they got the notification that your ghost was very sad about it. Uh, anyways, little, little, um, known, little known um fact, my wife and I—that's how we got married in a rocket ship, making love. <laughs> well, there you go. You know the things that you learn. Sims Four—it's mm-hmm. a reflection of our personalities, uh, mm-hmm. really. Uh, you also named your kids Jughead and Bertina. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so true to life. <laughs> so true to life. Uh, anyways, um, earlier this season, we dealt with the plot line involving, uh, you know, Betty going into a fugue state or when anyone heard uh, a certain series of words, they go into a fugue state mm-hmm. because Evelyn had somehow hypnotized her entire family. Now, oh, that was God. tangerine, 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 as we all remember. Um, Which introduced the concept of tangerine time travel. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, to save caramel, though, to save caramel, mm-hmm. that was the important part, Our rip caramel. Um, now, Betty says she's completely over the tangerine business. Um, it's, yes, yep, yep. Uh, it's hinted at in the episode about tangerine that she isn't actually over it because she, like, busts a mirror, but anyways... Mm-hmm. It comes up again in this episode because Donna reveals that she went to Shankshaw Prison to visit Evelyn. Oh, God, I forgot it was actually called that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So uh, they're talking about a word that will make her go crazy. And then Betty looks at Donna and goes, tangerine don't work no more. Well. uh, Want me to say it? No. You good? No. <laughs> There's another word. Is it another fruit? No, we don't know what the word is. But this word uh, makes her go into a fugue state and hurt the ones she loves. Oh my god. She's just literally like, the winter soldier. Just like <laughs> the last 
fucking word. That's what tangerine does. They put a backup to their backup. You can't back up a hypnotism. What the fuck is this shit? The Manchurian Candidate did not have this many convoluted attack words. Okay? Lee Harvey Oswald did not have this many convoluted attack I'm just kidding. I don't know. He was not hypnotized. Uh, but, um... So... Allegedly. He wasn't hypnotized. Allegedly. So, the words are said, presumably. We're just going to assume it's papaya. And then the next... Papaya? Yeah, papaya, papaya, mango, it's... mango. <laughs> or it's like, it's like probably like, uh, it's, it's probably like someone where they just showed her the script and she realizes that she is a character in the TV show Riverdale. And then she like has a few oh, state realizing that she's a fictional character in like one of the worst written shows of all time and like has to enact her horror, horrible Apricot. life. Apricot. <laughs> that was our joke, yeah. wasn't it? Um, yeah, look at us telling jokes. It's a good um, bet. It's, an, it's a pretty good bet. It's a pretty good bet. I'll give it. I'll give it credit. Anyways, the next time we see her is when uh, Archie and Veronica come across her, and she has a rock in her hand that's covered in blood, and no, Jughead so is laying down there, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, she caramelled them, oh, and then uh, <laughs> Archie goes up to the body, and takes a pulse, and goes, "He has no pulse." What did you do, Betty? What Thank you, Doctor Andrews. his head fucking bashed in with a rock. <laughs> um, so Jughead is no more. Uh, well, I mean, so one good thing came of this episode. Yeah, yeah, of course. Except they're announcing all the characters who are leaving. Doesn't seem like old Cole Sprousey. Is one of them. I'd love if they just pan back to his dead body in the woods every, every or couple episodes. Or he just episodes, goes to live in Cheryl's that's why he's this. <laughs> <laughs> Or just next episode, it's like Dylan Sprouse, or like what the brother, whatever the brother is, the other Sprouse, is just playing Jughead, and they just like act like it's a, it's a totally different character. I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. So that's how they finally get to the point where he's dead. So now everything ahead of this will be flash forwards. Or maybe they're just going to weekend at Bernie's him through the remainder <laughs> of this fucking series. And it goes on for like seven more seasons, but Jughead is always dead. Like that's Jughead the one on thing a jet ski. His dead body on a jet ski. <laughs> what if he comes back like Jason Voorhees style and just starts like wreaking havoc? I will watch the show if that happens. <laughs> that would be amazing. He's got, like, the beanie. He, like, sharpens it with blades and, like, throws mm-hmm. it at people. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jughead's mom. Kill them all, sweetie. Kill them all. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, uh, if Gladys told told any of us to that, we would all She's listen. terrifying. Mm-hmm. She's terrifying. She's a scary mama. She's a scary mama. Um, And that's that episode. That's where it ends. It ends with this terrible revelation about how Jughead died. We have gone through an entire season. We've gone through like nearly a year, man. It's been a long time since we first saw that. I mean, but at least they actually killed him, though. So, like, they could have gone the route of it, like... He's not dead, Jason. They might have to everything. 
They're, yeah, maybe they're going to do some sure. papaya time traveling. Again, sure. maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he never had a pulse. Maybe that's what we find <laughs> out. He never had a pulse. And it was, like, the... it's a weird abnormally, abnormally, <laughs> uh, like, but, like <laughs> anomaly, not abnormally. Uh, I, so many abs on this show. Uh, they just kind of sneak into everyday words now. Uh, abnormally for all. Uh, yeah. I would love it if the next episode he just gets up off the floor and they're like, "What the fuck?" and he's like, "No, no, I just never had a pulse." That's. I was just, <laughs> I was just hey, taking man. a. I was just taking a nap in the fucking woods. Hey man, it's just you know sometimes you get uh, you know you rock out too hard and you just pass out. You just lose your <laughs> pulse. You know, it happens. So I, my my biggest gripe with the show is I feel like Jughead just doesn't eat enough cheeseburgers. We That's haven't nice. really seen him eat anything in a while, actually. I think they gave that up in the second. Yeah, maybe, biggest... maybe he is a ghost. Maybe they're gonna like Bruce Willis Sixth Sense this bitch, <laughs> yeah. and like it's gonna be like the whole plot line. It's just gonna be uh, Jughead has been dead this At whole what time. Point did he really die then? You think? Um, probably when he was living in the basement of the school. Uh, when he had like when he was living in like the janitor's closet, is my guess. Who's the Haley Joel Osment in this Maybe metaphor? Penny Peabody killed him. <laughs> Betty. Betty is the Betty. Haley Joel. <laughs> I I see dickheads. I see dickheads. <laughs> And little did we know that Betty has actually been enrolled in Stonewell Prep this whole time, and that oh, explains shit. why she's been there the whole time. Wow. Um, and Jughead this has This is been a dead much better me. show that you're writing in your head than actually we're getting. Look, I, I, I hope the show does an entire season where he's dead, and then they like, who shot JR this bitch? And like, he... <laughs> I'm sorry, I preemptively laughed because I just did a Dallas reference, and like... No, you were getting else. on me about a SpongeBob reference. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! And uh, we, we we start next season with uh, Jughead in the shower, being like, "Oh, hey, what's up? I'm completely fine." Mm-hmm. It's fine. I thought that was a fine joke. I thought every time someone brings up Dallas, it's a hit with all the kids. Everybody knows about <laughs> Dallas. Dallas is the most popular TV show that's ever existed. We still talk about it to this day. Super Bowl never got Jesus. numbers comparable to Dallas. Um, Valeska, how do you think they're going to... Okay, we're going to go down the the line. I want everyone to tell me how they think that this plot line will be resolved or if they actually Ah. killed Jughead. Oh, you started Valeska. And then I want you to tell me me your slam book after we do this. And then I also want some names of future episodes from Jason. And River Punch rating. Valeska... uh, No, there's no River Punches. The river has... uh, it's forest punches because we're making it in the foliage. The okay, step. we can punch some foliage. Uh, I'm going to go with the papaya time travel um, theory. Yes. Okay, okay. We did see some time travel shenanigans with uh, Tangerine, so it's possible. Jason? I mean, I mean, that's my theory, so I have to go with yeah. that, right? Like, that was the theory I came I up with, right? right? So, like, I, I, have to stick, I have to stick with well, my theory. Well, I mean... Did you come yeah, up did. with that theory? Yeah, I like sure did. Ago. Check the tape. Check the tape. I, 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 I'm not one of the eight listeners, so no, I won't do that. Uh, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> listener, <laughs> please write it and let us know. Valeska at your desk at Valeska. work right now. Anybody have any? Sl- What's the episode right, titles for the theory? next? Uh, 
I have no theory. Oh, so we have to do it's the It's just work. whatever bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, I, we, uh, oh, it's not like Andrew's I host theory and edit the is joke. that oh, Andrew's oh, theory yeah. is that Jughead never had was born without a pulse. <laughs> he's just taking a nap that's in the woods. That's also a very good. And I that's that's a great theory. I think that's a good theory. Yeah, that's fair. That's it has fair. to be one of the two. Um, since you're sl- since you're or slamming, he's, or he's been dead the whole time. That's that's also a good theory. Valeska, since you've been slamming me, uh, <laughs> uh, oh god, I. I uh, <laughs> making it in the woods. Since you've been making the it in the foliage. <laughs> Alaska, what's your slam book? Okay, so best name was Rosa Hevon, which was uh, Hermosa's little nickname for her bad wig alter ego. Worst name is Vic. Best dress it was a three-way tie between Hermosa's two-piece mini dress. Did you notice that Betty had a silk bomber jacket that had a dinosaur on it? Oh, it's I did amazing, not. That's and I pretty good. It. That's sweet. That's uh, and also, sweet. go to Nordstrom. Jughead's rabbit mask. Worst dressed, Mr. Dupont. Mm. Most bang and party is the Ides of March bash, and most lamented death, still caramel. Mm. I Rest really think caramel. you're overestimating how good Rest this Ides of March pa- party would be. Like, have you seen these guys? Like, the Stonewall Prep guys would just be like the worst people to talk to in Why a conversation. Would I, talk to them? I mean, other. What? Wait, what are you doing then? It's a Stonewall Prep party. Are you just drinking alone in the forest? Valeska, you don't have to have a party to do that. But I like the pretty lights. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much every party I've ever been to is just me drinking alone around a bunch of people. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's... well, holding your family hostage does not count as a party. So <laughs> I mean, if you're doing it right. Uh, yeah. Okay, I guess a party. Come in the living room and watch Daddy drink. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> We're having a great time, kids. Right? <laughs> can I go to you? Can I go to my room? Stay right there and watch me drink my fifth beer. <laughs> Don't make you teach you a lesson, I'm little so pup. Triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We listen to this podcast while I drink. <laughs> oh, whoa! Uh, I'm gonna have to call somebody. Uh, this is this is grounds for. I guess the seven <laughs> listeners are all your like uh, child child service. Yeah, they're all dialing right uh, now. Just, <laughs> the, the, every t- like all eight listens are a child service worker who started listening, couldn't get through it because they like were too traumatized, <laughs> and they had to get their superior officer in until you just completely ruined the entire system. Fair enough. What's the uh, titles of the next few episodes there, the Jace Jace? Well, we've gone through them before, but I'm going to go through them again because I just like saying them aloud. Chapter 71, the next episode, is How to Get Away with Murder. Again, a reference from a TV show that's still on the air for some fucking bizarre reason. Um, directed by James... We're going to call people out. That's <laughs> that's the new thing in this podcast. James DeWill and Arabella Anderson is the writer of that episode. Chapter 72 is To Die For. Yay. Again, I'm guessing that's the Nicole Kidman um, Oh, wait film. a second. Um, dr- okay, so we have an episode coming up where Mr. Honey dies, right? Correct. So if they're going to do like a reverse To Die For, does that mean he's going to start sleeping with the student? Maybe. Mr. Honey. Oh, god damn. <laughs> so who, a- who is Mr. Honey going to sleep with? Ugh, I don't know, like a fucking mop bucket? Like... <laughs> Donna? Wrong school. 
Hey, I, I don't mean, don't tempt Riverdale writers. They will find a way. Donna's mm-hmm. too good for him. She's evil now, oh. so. Oh, <laughs> sure, she's oh I bae. forgot. I for- yeah, that's your bay. I forgot. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <clears throat> I didn't mean to go down that road. Um, the locked room, chapter seventy-three. The locked room to be announced. The director and writer of that episode. I know. I think that is who's writing it. There's no one. <laughs> There's no AI. one. They're just it's throwing AI it. writing all these episodes. <laughs> Alan Smithy. <laughs> We <laughs> we forced an artificial intelligence to listen to 18 hours of the podcast Milkshakes and Mimosas and write a Riverdale plotline. The, the result... dialogue is just, oh god, no, oh god, no, oh god, no, no, god, no. <laughs> the whole thing is just like, why did you make it so I could feel? I have never felt such great pain. This is the worst you could do to me. I, ha- I have no mouth and I can't scream. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> why are all these teens fucking? And why is there a person named Dr. Lawyer Beaker? Oh, God. And who is Polly? Can I meet him? Somebody kill Mr. Honey. <laughs> Chapter 74, Wicked Little Town, also to be announced. Wicked Re- Little director. Town? Are those a references to anything? Like, Wicked Little Town? Yeah, we Town? covered this last episode. It's uh, Epic and the Angry Inch. It's a great song. Oh. Really good. Wow. In the locked room, I think we talked about was some Norwegian like mystery novel. Or Swedish, Swedish, excuse me. It's a Swedish mystery. I think the locked room is going to be a okay. Uh huh. I feel like um, it's us in a locked room, fucking watching Riverdale. Well, two um, of us be watching it. Chapters you would just be staring at the wall. Yeah. Yep. I gouge my <laughs> eyes out. Yeah. Um, chapter seventy-five, Lynchian. We've covered this already as well. Yep. Andrew yep, we was have. horrified. Oh, so is there no new? There's no new ones. Um, no, no, but we're still talking about it because I feel like we need to share it. Um, Stephen Adelson is the uh, director. Ariana Jackson and Peter E. Patterson writers for the Lynchian episode. Uh huh. They've announced those ones. Go open their IMDb right now. Open it. Who? 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 Uh, who? The director. I want to see what the director Steve- has done. I like how I like how uh, anyone with good enough headphones could hear the audible sigh <laughs> that Jason just made because he thought I was completely ending the podcast and freeing him to like say hello to his like daughter or something. Steve Adelson, let's see. What 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 has this fucking guy done? I must know. ruin my life. I must know. Um a thriller from nineteen ninety eight. Called Dante's View. <laughs> Guess what we're watching in the next few weeks. Starring, starring Cheryl Lee, uh, Ethan Suckley. Is <laughs> <laughs> this fucking movie? Do you want me? To... Trouble looms when a fugitive thief with a dangerous streak befriends a timid chambermaid. That's uh, what is this called again? Dante's View. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, there are a lot of Dante's things, so like it t- actually takes a while to find it. Oh my mm-hmm. god, the poster image of this is rad, guys. Um, it's definitely <laughs> not it? one of the worst photoshops I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> the fucking headshots like <laughs> don't even line up with the rest of the poster. It's fucking glorious. Anyways, um, and then chapter 76, Killing Mr. Honey. 
directed by Madchen Emic. Oh, wow. Whoa, hey, that is... uh... She should have directed the Lynchian one. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so, right? Yeah. Why? That's bizarre, right? So interesting to see that, right? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Cool. I, I'm sure she'll do a good job because she's Alice too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, okay. Um, and James DeWill and Ted Sul- Sullivan are the writers. Hmm. So hmm. interesting. That's interesting. interesting. Maybe that will be an interesting episode. Who knows? Uh, it's Riverdale, so so probably, probably not. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it probably will be interesting. It'll just be very weird. I'm gonna see if uh, if she has directed anything else before. Oh, she's only directed one other thing, and it was a. She's only directed like two music videos. It looks like. Mm-hmm. So, look forward to that. I love and I love Shelly. So I mean, hopefully, I'm I'm rooting for yeah. her. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to think that this was like one of those Shatner moments where she was like, "Look, I get to direct now. If you want me to stay on the show?" You you just lost Skeet Ulrich. You need me to direct <laughs> me, or else I walk. Good good for her. Good for her. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Jason, where on these worldwide interwebs will we find your further exploits? Uh, just did a uh, Behold Electric Terror episode um, on the Bloody Good Horror Patreon. So if you're Patreon. A bloody good horror, which you know maybe some of you guys are. Maybe you you came over here from there. Um, we just did an episode that released today on Salem's Lot, the nineteen seventy nine Toby Hooper film, which is a phenomenal film. So check that out. Okay, okay. And I was not on that episode because uh, no. I only recognize the uh, two thousand two version. Oh, fuck! How dare you? Um, the true Salem's oh, Lot. Fucking dare um, you. Valeska. Rob, Rob Lowe's super fan. Rob Fucking Lowe's super fan. Uh, his acting in The Stand made me a stan. M O O N. M O O N. This is milkshakes and mimosas. <laughs> um, Valeska, where on this world crazy internet fallacy that we call existence can we find you? Uh, well, I co edited a book that's coming out next month. And you can look that up. Yay. On, uh, it's called Scared Sacred, Idolatry, Religion, and Worship in the Horror Film. And yeah, hollpublishing.com. Awesome. Awesome. So buy, buy that it book. Or go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. Milkshakes and oh, one more thing. at gmail.com. Is our email address? Uh, our Twitter is mpodcastm. Bye. You gonna sing Bye. us out? No. <laughs>